Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. Our next workshop is coming up April 12th through the 14th in Texas, in the Hill Country, north of San Antonio. Space is limited, so call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY to register. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio Broadcast. Uh, my name is Jonathan. Glad to have you here with us. I'm here with Stephen again. So how are you, my friend? I am blessed. I hope you're blessed. I'm glad you're here. You bless us by being here. Yeah, you know, um, we are coming up. We're getting very close to 700 I can't imagine programs. What the heck. Can you believe that? You've been doing a lot of work, Jonathan. That's that's a long time. So since <clears> 2005, <throat> we've been doing this this program. So we're in we're in, that's 14. Wow. 14 years. If I do my math right, I think that's right. 14 years. So um, that's so a lot we, of. We should have a contest. It's a lot of talking. We should have a contest, and so that, that we give a prize uh, if somebody listens to a hundred podcasts or something. That's it. You know, I have no idea what we're going to give, right? Okay, but so. But the whole idea is a challenge. I love a good challenge. And when you say 700, and if we, you know, I think guys listen to three or four, 10 or 12 or something. But I wonder how many guys have listened to. Why don't we just call it our club? Why don't we call it our 100 club? Or something about a 100 member podcast club. You want to join our club? You know, go on a mission. It may take you a year or two years to do 100 podcasts. Okay, what well, you, you heard it. You heard it here <laughs> first, folks. And so I guess we're going to do this on the honor system. Uh, That's right. Because some of you, you might already say, hey, man, I'm already in the 100 Club because we have some longtime listeners out oh, there. that's good. And so uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yes. What, if, if you already – let's do it this way. If you already are in the 100 – you know, hundred episode club, yeah. then um, shoot us an email at That's my it. point at puresexradio.com uh, or just you can message us at Twitter at puresexradio. But let's do it this way too. If you're already part of that club, send us an email. But if you're saying, hey, I'm committing to that. Yes, I'm taking send, the challenge. Send us an email or a message on that too because that, that encourages us, but it also we can be praying for you yes. and saying, hey, God, move in this person's life because they want to really 
take the challenge. They want to well, become, and then you can say, grow. "What are you going to do? I'm a part of the club. What does the club do?" Yeah. <laughs> then you'll put pressure on Jonathan to do something special for the 100 Men Club. You know, and then 100 I'll, episode. I, we're going to make up the name over time. Okay, it'll evolve a little bit here. And and <clears> likely <throat> what I'll do is then just name one of you listeners as the honorary chairman that just takes there over. You go. Takes over the club. The, and that's fabulous. Run that's with it. it. We have to come up with something, and so. We're winging it as we go. We're glad you're with us because we know you're winging it out there too. It's like we're not done yet. We're on a mission. Yeah. And so, and we're boys playing, so we might as well enjoy ourselves. So as part of that mission, we we know that um, none of us grow perfectly, right? That's right. We we grow with with stumblings and we grow with, Man. you know, failures and all that. So actually that's what we're going to tackle in this yep. episode, right? Is That's w- it. What is it? What, what, first of all, what does a, a failure or a stumble look like? And then how do we, how do we recover? What? Right. So, what so, do? so I'm listening to guys talk all the time and somebody says, wow, I was doing really good. And I was doing good for months and months and I, and I slipped and I, I don't know what happened. I love that line. One guy yeah. says, I don't know what happened. And I think, you know exactly half of what happened. You know, you have your routine. Maybe there were some things in the back of your mind driving you. You weren't aware of everything. But I always go, if you want to go to one store, do you end up at another one? Go, I don't know how I got here. It's like <laughs> nobody goes to the wrong store and go, I don't know what happened. So I always think it's kind of lame when you say that. Uh, but you have to dig in and take ownership. And so now <clears throat> we're just going to brainstorm. What make up the pieces of a breakdown? And mm-hmm. we don't have any order. Yeah. What are all the pieces that make up the puzzle of what happened when a man breaks down? It's not one puzzle piece. Yeah. So, there's not one explanation. Yeah, I think there can be – there's a lot of reasons. You know, when when somebody <clears throat> does say, I don't know what happened – well, then obviously your job as a counselor to say, well, let's start picking that apart because <laughs> something did happen and we need to see what got you to that point That's where right. you actually did. And there's a pattern and it's knowable. Yeah. And I will tell you this. So for me, one of the things that I have to watch out for mm-hmm. that is definitely an on-ramp towards stumbling and failure for me is fatigue. Mm. When I, that's one of my triggers. When I start getting physically, really emotionally, mentally tired, mm-hmm. I am way more vulnerable to those temptations. Um, and by the way, part of this, we hope, as you, as you listen to this, this episode, is you will begin to kind of do a self-analysis and discover what are some of the things that that lead me to... Jonathan, I thought I was just going to give a list from my head, and now you, that you're going to be honest, you're going to force me to be honest. Okay, so another... Re- where, well, there's a list here. <laughs> pleasure? One of the, no, no, one no, of the no, 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 no. This is good. These guys expect us to be honest. If we're going to be the leaders, we can't just tell them. We have to... Oh, you didn't want me to tell from my own No, your heart. Experience. You know, sometimes I do like to get, egg you out, and I stay over here all heady like I'm smart yeah. and got <laughs> under control. And then I go, yeah, let's look at Jonathan here. Let's look at him. But so, oh, gosh, it's confession time. So I do think when I've poured out and poured out and given and worked and my bucket's sort of empty, mm-hmm. 
that fantasy, that call, that beauty, that pleasure, you know, all that stuff is louder, wants to help me, you right. know? So when I'm spent, I would say my, my biggest one is when I'm spent, which is poured out, poured out, poured out. But it also means I haven't gone to the well of the Father yeah. to get refreshed. I've just been pouring out, pouring out. Nobody's been pouring back. Yeah. And I would say then an, another one that um, I, I think that's a very common one for men, especially men who feel um, uh, driven. You know, we get, we get a lot of guys that they have a they have what I call an ad mentality. Oh, I can do that. I can add that. I can add that. I can add that. Next thing you know, they've added so much into right. their life, because, and they think of themselves as so competent and able, and they might be, mm-hmm. but then they've exhausted themselves. And so one of the things that I know for me that I have to keep an eye on is um, how much am I saying yes to and what do I need to say no to? So if I've said too many yeses, yeah. that's another thing. It's like I've I've added on to things that are going to drive overdrive me, and then I'm going to be exhausted and again fatigue. That's my yes. one of my triggers. So you'll you'll notice here, listeners. There's oftentimes layers to these things, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just nobody's. I've never heard a guy say there's only ever been one reason, right? That I've acted out. Yeah, and if I could cure, that's what wives think. If yeah. we could cure the one reason, we could fix you. And it's like there's and so it's, many layers. Yes, you know? yeah, we're a little more complicated than that. So I, I think on my list here is escaping. Mm-hmm. Just life is hard. Growing up is hard. Paying the bills is hard. Right, I just get tired of having to be a man and be, be responsible yeah, yeah. and productive. And every day, I mean, we used to be kids. And summer used to be like <laughs> it was like a whole year. You didn't know it what was time was. No, yeah. Oh man, when you were a kid, summer was forever. Now it's like summer's gone. I didn't even get to the beach once. Right. You know, it's like I was doing all this stuff. So the whole idea that a that you know, we found as boys a way to escape mm-hmm. and a little treasure that we can escape and we can own. And you know, sometimes you see people have a little box under their bed of all their special little treasures. It's like we have a little box that says "Escape the Hard Reality." Right. You know? Yeah. And and I think what that does it sets us up to not be able to know how to be alone and have solitude that's healthy. Mm, that's right? a good point. I see that in guys all the time too. That's I had right. it took me a long time to learn how to have healthy alone time because I had so connected any alone time with escaping, with uh, doing unhealthy things that it's like I kind of just lumped all of alone time as something negative and bad and ungodly. And you mean you would act in the yeah, alone? Would, you would do all that. And what it and what it did for a while in my recovery is I had a fear of being alone because of all the things that I did when I was alone. And because you had to face them or own them, or just or because quiet, it was like, or? is there a way for me to be alone with my thoughts and with my God without? going into unhealthy places. You're saying, I didn't even know that was a possibility. I didn't know what real solitude yeah. was, that there's a goodness to solitude. No, and there's a refreshment. Yeah. And, and when you get all the voices quiet and you put the pain away and the memories and you just sit in the presence of God, it's refreshing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I do think pleasure is got to be on the list of why we escape. Absolutely. And it's just fun. 
right? New, naked, raw, young, fresh, alive, whatever, whatever touch and smell, whatever the sensation, the senses like, yeah. you know, that's going to happen in that fantasy. And that's another thing, another one of those areas, right? That one of the reasons I think we go towards uh, pleasure in this in in this unhealthy way is because oftentimes seeking pleasure in a healthy way takes longer it usually involves relationship working through conflict mm, and differences right so let's let's take it in terms of like marital sex mm-hmm. that is pleasurable and yet it's so often avoided because of all those dynamics of relationship and differences yes. and conflict and and even personal histories of woundedness and and sometimes a That's guy true. especially will just say, "Boy, it's way easier for me to take ten minutes over here." That's right. And go, to take go care sit of myself. And, sit and listen to my wife, and when she starts, it's forty five minutes, and she wants me to listen to her. And then I don't know what to say at the end of it anyway, mm-hmm. and it's the same story she told me yesterday and the day before that, and and so I try to be comforting, but nothing changes, and so yeah, that becomes stressful and hard, and yeah. So you know the thing about escaping in fantasy is like we crafted it; it's always there, it's always available. So I like what you said. In ten minutes, I can run away, have an escape, and come back and put a smile on my face and and go on with life, you know. Um, so that's a danger is it's always there. You know, do you, do you think it ever goes away? Has it gone away in your lifetime? I'm still a man. <laughs> so I guess so, the answer I mean, the reality is, is, is like you, you are male or female the whole, your entire life, you know? So it's yes, like Yes, but the very thing is, that you crafted as your escape, is I, it ever would, never there? No, what I would say about that is when you're talking about like your, the old system. Yeah, yeah. I think of it like you remember, you know, around here. But we, the place you go is really the place you crafted as a boy, where you get your needs met and your fantasies are satisfied, and and all whatever that good little escape place is. I think does of, it go away? I think of it like this. Down here, we get <clears> these uh, these bug called cicadas. And sometimes when they come, man, they come in droves. And what ends up happening is they shed their shell, yeah. right? So you see all these, it looks like these little, you know, yeah. bugs on the trees, but it's just this shell. shell. That's what I think about when I think, it doesn't go away, but I'm not living in that anymore, but I know the tree that it's connected to. Yeah. And if I want to ever go back and revisit it, I I, I know where it is. And, you know, it's you funny because I thought you were going to say it's quiet some nights. <laughs> yeah. And then that cicada starts oh making that noise. And it's just like, why are you making that noise tonight? I can hear you. I know you're there. Right. You're calling me. Right? It was quiet. All was good. And now you're, you've got your, you know. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea that that you have to be wise Right, and mindful. Mm-hmm. And we love to just make our past go away, the pain go away, the trauma go away, all the old places that we create, make them go away. You know, and I don't know, you've got this brain and this body and this life. I don't know how to make stuff go away. When I was just reading something recently about the uh, some of the, uh, the the trauma research and things like that, so talking about any kind of traumas that we faced, they, they are... Um, they're an they're an imprint in our mm. history, and some of the some of the things that can be so unhealthy is when we try to tell a person get over it. Right. 
When in reality, what has happened is there's been an imprint on your life and on your being that is not something that ever goes away, even though you can be healed, even yes. though you can have a new normal, you, even though you can you can have a, a healthy and joyful life. Right. You carry, you have you have had something that is your imprinted onto right. your being. Yeah. And and <clears throat> not that that's something that we need to be ashamed of, scared of, or whatever, but but we also need to be be honest about the reality that yes. we all carry wounds, we all carry scars in our lives. And it, I think that's part of that old system. Yes. Is what book are you us? reading on trauma? Do you remember? Oh, I just, this was a, this was a, an article that I had read I recently. I want to see so, that yeah. at some point. Then there's the dopamine piece, right? Yeah, in right. the brain, right? The pleasure arousal piece that, that it's like, if you don't feel good and you know you can trigger pleasure. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough call, right? When you're worn out, tired, you feel devalued, unloved. You just feel bad. Just your biology, you feel bad. And you have this mechanism that will fire dopamine and pleasure. Yeah. It's like that's a challenge, right? Sometimes people break down just because they feel bad and they want to feel better. So they'll fire their dopamine. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes people are in such pain and they want to get out of their pain. I'm talking about physical pain and discomfort. Think about bodies. They break down. They hurt. They right. ache. And we can fire some chemicals that give you some relief. <laughs> you know, it's another piece of the puzzle. So we're, we're constructing, I hope, a, a thousand-piece puzzle that you can look at all the pieces and say they all fit together. That's the story. If I break down, it's because too many of these pieces you know, fell out of place and and everything went out of alignment because when I'm strong, all these things are in check and I'm walking in my spirit, not in my flesh. I'm walking in the truth, not my passion, you know. And I think another thing too is just, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, just the idea of fun. There, there is a, there's a fun element to this. I mean, we're even told in scripture that sin is actually fun <laughs> for a limited time, yes. but there's, there's a fun element. I mean, if you really actually break it down, the only way that anything can actually be tempting is because there's a fun element to it. It's true. If none of us are, <clears throat> you know, I can't imagine anybody out there being, feeling tempted to um, do unpleasant things. <laughs> like, like, man, you know, hey, Stephen, listen, that I need to tell really you this morning, good. I felt really tempted to do my taxes. Man, I was just so tempted. <laughs> I, I just could hardly resist doing my taxes. You know, it's like, no, we're not, you're tempted towards things that are fun and exciting. And, and I think that that also plays into something we said in an earlier broadcast about this idea that our culture has sort of created this idea that if you aren't at a constant 10 if you're not if you're, things aren't exciting oh, yeah. then something is wrong with your life and so then there is an appeal to these temptations that say i just want to be it's like a an adrenaline rush a dopamine mm. rush i want to have fun i want to have fun i want to have fun and you know before you know it you've disconnected from your real life your relationships you're you're trying to do things that are quote unquote fun all the time but then you recognize that on the backside they're really a detriment to your life, not a benefit. And you know what you said about some pleasure, some relief, if you think about it, all addictions start as some comfort. Yeah. Right? Whether you're gambling or drinking or or playing with some drug to feel better. You're ever you 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 abuse and addiction is a result of something that in the moment was not an addiction. 
It was just a glass of alcohol. And you I think it's I mean? well, and I think it's important too to recognize in that that every single um, desire that we have towards uh, avoidance of pain, towards in- desire for intimacy, desire for pleasure and fun. Did you know at the core, those the the base desires are actually good and right. It is good to want to avoid pain. Mm-hmm. It's a good desire to want intimacy. Mm-hmm. It's a good desire to want pleasure. And what it, so so I think it's important to recognize that all those desires that are within us are actually part of God's design. Mm. What happens though when we're talking here about a slip or a stumble or something is it gets skewed off towards things that even though the design with the desire is good, where we take them yes. ends up being an unhealthy place. Yes, no, that's good. And so we're talking about reasons people break down and what rises up in us that we don't deal with well. And so part of that is the old issue of unworthiness, mm-hmm. of your self-worth, whether you believe you're loved, whether you love yourself, whether you know God's love, whether you can walk in love, or if you carry on judgment all the time. Because you can be good for a while, but if you carry judgment and condemnation, you're breaking down. You, you, can't, you can't hide that stuff. It just crawls all over you. Um, and so that... You know, we have some basic core fears of worth and value and worthiness. Mm-hmm. Then we have some internal dialogues of shame that sort of break us down. And, you know, you were alluding to earlier all this stuff. If I get by myself, all these memories and thoughts and shame starts yelling at me and unworthiness comes up and I can't rest because I look at the brokenness in my life and right you know a theme of all this is unrest right you know in inner unrest not just sitting to be still which is a which is good but in but in the in more still we're being screamed at internally right yeah, there's always you know, you talk about the cicadas, right? They they the noise increases internally, right? We we find ourselves constantly distracted. And that's that's what I think happens a lot of times here with these why we have these stumbles and we have these slips is because we don't we have not learned how to bring our being into rest. Mm-hmm. And uh maybe that's maybe that's something we need to camp out on a little bit here because, um, you know, when you have the guy that comes to you and say, I don't know what happened. I don't know how I had this slip. Don't you, would it be safe to say that probably every single one of those men, maybe a hundred percent are at some point, some level of unrest. Yes. Oh yeah. They're in in distress. There's no question. So the only reason they Mm -hmm. ever went to that is at some level they yeah. did not have a sense of peace and rest in their being. No, because that's they, true. There's a there's an agitation. There's a there's a, a this drive to say you have to do this in order to be fulfilled and ha- isn't that part of the enticement of the temptation? Right? You need this for fulfillment and contentment and mm. and joy. When in fact, it seems to me what I'm hearing from you and and even what I've experienced in my own life is when I'm at peace 
and rest before God and before others, it's amazing how much it doesn't matter what's churning around me. Mm. Yes. There's a sense of calm. I don't, the, the appeal of temptation seems silly because it's like, well, I <laughs> Boy, that is a great there. insight. You know, I, well, I wouldn't want to muck it up, right? Yeah, well, I don't want to mess this, up this rest and this that's peace. Good. Yes. So maybe that's something our listeners can take from this: is what are what are they going to be doing to really try to be focusing on how do I bring more rest into my being? What does that look like? And well, yes, and I was going to say, I, I think a piece of this puzzle picture we're putting together is the belief that God is slow. Mm. And he's not fixing my problem. Yeah. And so God's not going to be helpful right now, right? And I think you, I think we go back to what you say because that then you could repeat yourself, and that's right. But part of the breakdown is well, God's no use either. Right. I got a crisis on my hands. I'm stressed. I don't feel loved. And I got pain. Where's God? Why doesn't he fix it? Right. Why didn't he show up? And you know, guys will say, "I just praying for him to take this porn away from me." I just, I pray and pray, he won't take it away. He won't take it away, and I'm mad at him too. And it's like, what are you? Are you two or something? And like, wah, 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 wah. you know, it's like, but we don't know how to be restful in the presence of God. Yeah. We go, and I think we also don't know how to entrust outcomes to God. Mm. So we're looking at all of our circumstances, right, that are usually trigger points for us going into some kind of stumbling behavior. We're looking at, you know, no money in the bank. We're looking at stress in our relationships. We're yes, looking at, yes. you know, anxiety at work about whatever is going on there. All these kind of things that right. become the trigger points for us moving towards a, a slip. And our complaint is... God, my life is not easy, and I need you to fix all of these circumstances now. So that, and, and I'm losing hope. Well, what it's what it's like is it's almost as if we're saying these external things need to be fixed so that I can have peace. Okay. Instead of saying, "What would happen if I realized that I can have peace and rest, even if none of these things that's it get changed?" Right, and that happens when we're in the presence of God. And healthy people, right? Yes, yes, yes. But we're talking about the alone place yes, and the quiet. Right. Sometimes you find people, but sometimes you're going to spend a lot of time with you. Yeah, right. You, and you only you, live your whole life with you anyway. That's right? it. You got it. And if you could practice the presence of God, just being in His presence, yeah. I don't know if anything gets fixed. But you know, it's like one of the dilemmas is: do I pick my old program for comfort, or do I pick worship? Mm. Because if I go get in the presence of God and start a dialogue with him, then I can bring my system back to rest. Yeah. And, and the first, one of the things that pops into my mind as you say that is, um, is spending time in the Psalms. The Psalms have always mm. been very, very instructive and helpful for me in terms of sort of getting my mind into the right frame to be able to understand, okay, what does it look like when when the cicadas are chirping and when, <laughs> when the world is noisy outside yeah. and inside? Yes. And when I go to the Psalms, I see so much of of emotion poured out. I see so much of worship. I mean, that was the songbook of the Hebrews. Yeah. And and what I love about it is it's not it's not um narrow in its folk in the sense of like i think a lot of times our even our music nowadays gets so n- narrowly focused and if you look mm. at the psalms like oh my goodness every aspect of life is mm. revealed in this 
And that helps me to get into that frame of mind of going, what does it look like for me to take all of this and point it in God's direction and leave outcomes in his hands? And are there some Psalms you like better than others? Because when I read them, it's like pain and suffering, yeah. and heartache, and more. Oh, let me read another chapter, pain and suffering and heartache. <laughs> I mean, are there places, because if somebody goes, hey, I'm going to start at Psalm 1. So, Is there some place you know that, that you I, would tell folks to When go? it comes to pouring out my heart, Psalm 51 is a great one in terms mm. of just David's confession and, you know, broken and contrite heart, you won't refuse, but you mm. you're, you crushed my bones and all this kind of stuff. And, I, you know, against you and you only have a sin, there's a sense of if I want to, to come to a place of contrition and absolute surrender, that's a good one. If I want to have an overwhelming sense of my identity before God, Psalm 139, mm. and being able to say, you know, you formed me in in the innermost parts, and you you know every single one of my thoughts. You, there is n- nowhere that I can go to escape your presence. I mean, those are good yeah. like identity psalms. And then kind of about the last five or ten psalms are absolute high worship praise Yeah. Songs, you know. Yeah, I would say the middle to the end because the first every time I read the first part, I'm going like, "Wow, this, life's a battle and it's hard." Yeah, yeah, okay. Smite my two, enemies, life, Lord. Life's a battle and it's hard. I have a fight on today. Okay, help me, God. Okay, okay. Three. Right. You know? I mean, it's just so. Yes, stay faithful to it because and it, yet it, that's it part of good. life, right? That's right. There's a battle, and that's, that's kind right. of what we're talking about here. There's a battle. You you're gonna want to go off and do your own thing, and it's like stay in the fight. You know. Yes. Don't, don't give up. So, and mine would be just to have a dialogue with God like he's right there with you, like mm-hmm. he's your best friend. Just be talking to him. Just have a dialogue with God and do anything that's quieting and restful because it's amazing how he'll send thoughts into your mind. Things will po- Answers will come to you because you pursued him and sought wisdom and, and interaction with him and said, I'm crying out before you, Lord. I need you. Give me some of that wisdom you said if I ask, I could have. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope this has been helpful, listeners. And as always, if you have questions for us or you just want to continue your journey um, with us, please reach out to us. You can get our information on our website at puresexradio.com, or you can also connect with us through Twitter at Pure Sex Radio. Uh, but we're always grateful that you're with us, and we look yes. forward to having you back here again next Thank time you. on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. God take, bless. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.